Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's raining men, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair. Manchester United hosts Fulham in the Prem and the League Cup final is here. It's Friday 23rd of Feb. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Brassel. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be back in the studio. Oh, the illnesses can't keep me down forever, Andy. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't address, don't look at me, you didn't address that to me. You didn't invite my opinion on your illness. All right, fine. Yeah. Just a little reminder, though, to catch this week's Ramble Uncut over on the Football Ramble Patreon because it was a Luke and Jim special. It was, it was special, actually. It was a lot of Brian Adams. Yeah, you 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 found out that uh, Brian has a bar named after him at the Rico Arena. Yeah, it's yes. weird. I, that when we did Brian Adams' chat on there, Jim was kind of fine with it. He was very very malleable, but I did feel like I needed you with me there, Marcus, because you know you would have jumped on board and said, "Yeah, I like a bit of Brian Adams, and it would have been fine." Would I? Have said yeah, that? I think so. Okay. Yeah, don't tell me you're sat in there in that position as a, as a card carrying Bon Jovi fan club member <laughs> and telling me you don't like Brian Adams. Because if, if that's the case, I don't know where I am. I, I could name about four or five songs I quite like of. And that's a good start. And that's all you yeah. need, everybody. And that's a start to a night out. <laughs> Let's see where it takes us. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't end with Brian. Nah, probably you'd, not. you'd just probably start there. Or a little, sli- little slow one at the end. Yeah, well, well, maybe. Grab Depends. yourself a lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's awful. Exactly. It's awful love. I had educated Jim on that. The theme tune to the Three Musketeers movie. And he's desperate to start the show normally. And he still feels like we haven't started. Look at his face. His face looks like we haven't started. I just think you lot are criminals for not going for Summer of 69 first. We did talk about Summer of 69. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's too student-y, Andy. Marcus, I got Jim to admit yep. that, that at the very least, Brian knows his way around a chorus. There you go. <laughs> and that's what I wanted. That was a negotiation I wanted. I that's know, a compromise. I don't know that I was denying that at any point, yeah. to be fair. No, but that's what you offered as like a kind of a, an olive branch. I see, oh, I see. I suppose it's quite football relevant because he's best pals with Jose Mourinho. There it? we go. Mm. It's big Chelsea band. We will get to yeah. the cut fire in a minute, Andy. Come yeah. on, Bennett. Qu- quick answer. Yes. Bon Jovi doing definitely maybe. Are you going? Uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we'd all have What's to go. What's <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, I'm going VIP. I mean, what Liam Gallagher apparently, um, you know, was was phoning John Bond, wasn't he? Was yeah, he really, giving him dodgy calls. Yeah, for John Bon Jovi. Offered, what? Yeah, John Bon Jovi offered him five hundred thousand dollars to leave him alone, <laughs> and Liam Gallagher told him to get fucked. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. one of yeah. the best things was that he kept calling him Lionhead. <laughs> That his music was shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, wow. If you are new to the football ramble, yeah. um, please don't take not us now. to the. <laughs> it was lovely to yeah. meet you. Don't, yeah. don't, don't take us to the trades description act. We will mm. talk about football. I promise you. So anyway, if you want that kind of crap, uh, ramble uncut. <laughs> what a sell! What a sell! If you want to listen to that and get every single episode from us on the continent up front, completely ad free, then search patreon.com for slash football ramble. Wait, the link in the show uh, description. They did, you didn't just talk about Brian Adams. You, no. you mentioned Queen as well. We did. Um, a bit of Phil Brown. Yeah. Well, uh, Phil Brown led to all of it, really. Yeah, like, keeping the planet. It was the keystone. Keeping the Phil Brown flame alive. <laughs> always. The candle must never go. It's like the Olympic torch. Yeah. Phil Brown must always be in, the, in our thoughts. That's it's bronzed fire. Yeah. Absolutely. In a blaze of glory. Right. Yeah. Chelsea versus Liverpool on Sunday, 3 p.m. The first domestic silverware of the season is up for grabs. These two faced each other in the Carabao Cup back in 2022. Liverpool won it 11-10 on penalties after Kepa missed the decisive kick. <clears throat> Incredible stuff it was, Jim. It was. It's an interesting one to approach as a neutral, isn't it? Cause Chelsea winning is boring. Liverpool not winning is funny. Yeah. Liverpool winning is boring. Chelsea not winning is funny. So yeah. you, you simply, you have to take what you can from it, I think. Yeah. Are you going to watch it? <laughs> yes, I will. Okay, I mean, not a ringing endorsement of this of this of this fixture featuring these two fine especially, stories, especially clubs, especially given the prize money on offer. Yeah, I mean, hundred grand is up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> that won't that won't get Liam Gallagher to leave you alone. That's no. it for a minute. <laughs> it's great when the prize money five times that one. Yeah, uh, yeah it's great when the prize money is is less than the amount of money that these players playing in it would pick up off the floor if they dropped it. It no. is. It is. Is yeah, hundred. There is. I'm sure. Sure, there'll be a new Ant and Deck show on Saturday night that you can win more on. Yeah, um, but Probably yeah, be more entertaining as well. Well, I hope not. No, well, we well, we all hope not. There'll be people, millions. Think of the worldwide audience. Yeah, you're not. still thinking about Kepper not being there, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah. I, I, think, you're thinking, I think you're thinking these the, the cup finals that they had in that season when they both went to penalties. Would you remember when they? But had it a, was an entertaining penalty shootout. It was, least. and the Kepper had a little uh, lovely old time of it. I, I think, um, generally speaking, that kind of. Um, more recent rivalry that, that grew up between Chelsea and Liverpool back, you know, not that long ago. Champions League semi finals. Yeah, all, all that, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, it was around the, I'm not suggesting the games between the two teams were always boring, but it was around that time when the big teams playing each other was really boring. Yeah. What do you mean? It was like a very, very nip and tuck. There'd be a lot of nil nils and, like, and then 
thankfully, we seem to have left that mini era of the Premier League behind because there's loads of goals in it now. Um, Do you think that was an era of football? It was really sort of four-two-three-one was the formation. Yeah, and it yeah. was stodgy. Like it was, World yeah. Cup 2010 was a, the, the sort of the, the apotheosis of it. Yeah, lots yeah. of cancelling out. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and we're, we're and, talking the Jorge Valdano uh, shit on a stick era. Oh, yeah, exactly. Great quote from it. Yeah, yeah. Why not bring in Jose Mourinho as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> but didn't didn't he said that about Jose Mourinho? Did he always say about Benitez? He he was he was saying that about a particular series of games actually. Yeah, I forget who it was specifically, yeah. but but the other thing is that you know another thing about modern football is that it looks like there'll probably be sixteen players across both teams missing for injury in this yeah. game, which tells its own story as well, doesn't it? And that's a shame for a cup final, isn't it? Is it a leveler though? Does it does that make you think that this is is a bit more balanced than the league form of these two teams would would suggest? I think, I think I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, I, I went to Anfield on Wednesday night, and the first half, I think Liverpool's second second half comeback was actually quite extraordinary. I know people will look at it and go, "Oh, well, you're expected to beat Luton four one," but at half time, Luton had played them so well, and Liverpool started like a train, and then they conceded the goal. There was such a collective knock to the confidence all around Anfield. And there's, there's, there was a sense of, oh shit, yeah, we haven't got Darwin or Salah mm. or Soberslai or any, or Alisson or any of those to to fall back on. And there seemed like a group realization mm. of like, there's gonna have to be something special to dig us out of that. And I think what they did in the second half, it's ridiculous to say it would be a turning point of their season because obviously they're top of the league. Uh-huh. Um, they're in this cup final. You know, they're, they're favourites with the Europa League, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But by the same token, it felt like they could have quite easily folded. And the way that in a game that normally, I guess, wouldn't have an incredible atmosphere at Anfield because it's not a Man United or it's not even a Chelsea where mm. there is some sort of historic no, rivalry. It's in the relegation zone, but, Andy. Yeah, the, mm. w- the way that the equaliser and the second goal, which came quite <clears throat> soon afterwards from Gary Hakpo, were, were celebrated, made it feel like it was an occasion, a moment, even if only for that little bit of the game. Yeah. Well, Klopp is, 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 is very quick to, to, to jump on these things and to use them to their advantage. You saw it, we, we spoke about this um, on, on Ramble Reacts on Wednesday we night, that he was saluting all the, the, the stands and, and the way he spoke about it, Jim, after the game, that it, it did seem like that they'd... Um, I, I, this a was, a, this was a, Yeah, a standout kind of performance. And he said, what we did in the second half is extraordinary and, and so on and so yeah. forth. I mean, you'd always retrospectively look at that and think they were going to be favourites to win, even with players missing. The fact, I mean, Cody Gakpo's second goal was a brilliant example of the quality they've got. The, the, the absolute epitome of a sort of like kind of a glancing header without him having actually to leap as well. It was almost like, you know, when someone in the office looks to camera. Yeah. Like it was so, so, so subtle, the movement of his head. It's brilliant. But um, I think what we were talking about on, on Reacts was how well Klopp uses those things yeah. and, and uses them to, to just pump energy into the fan base essentially because it's such a big thing but I think obviously it's really emotional now because of this sort of essentially this kind of farewell tour vibe needs to keep going because it's going to be really really heavily scrutinised if ever there's a setback I'm sure there'll come a point when they drop some points and and people start going is it too emotional if they burn themselves out and I think he's he's essentially trying to sort of protect against that by leaning into it I think it's a bit of a masterstroke more I think about it um, how Klopp has handled this Mm. I feel like yeah, I agree he's you. done it in a way where it wasn't leaked and he's done it on his own terms and he's done it at a time which is really going to probably channel a huge amount of positivity into the club, the fan base, 
and the games they play because they've had enough time to get used to it now, fans. Um, and I just, there's an element of it, I know this isn't really scientific, but there's an element of it where I just feel like now they're just perhaps not going to be denied. Like, yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't see them not lifting the trophy on Sunday. I just feel like it's not going to, I can't, I, I, there would be an exception to that, which would be that the other team was simply so good that Liverpool yeah. could do nothing about it, but Chelsea aren't that team. No, I, I, I think that's it. I think this, this, this idea of Klopp pouncing on the emotion, I mean, let's be honest, when Liverpool came back to win 4-1, I didn't really surprise the new. Nah, no way. Is, exactly, and, yeah. and Andy, you're, you're. I get what you're saying. I'm, mm. This is not a a disagreement. If you, you uh, I'll disagree with him if you want. Uh, maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even watch the game, and I'll disagree with him if you when want. When we talk about politics, you're free to disagree. <laughs> with. That is how football is spoken <laughs> no, about. Me and Andy are very aligned on politics. We are both very right wing, and that's just how it is. <laughs> right, and, and the snowflakes would do well to remember that very well. But yeah. uh, but no. But when you say that Liverpool was there was that feeling of always well, where's, where's Mo Salah? He's not here, or where? And you mentioned a number of the the, the players. Um, well, I mean, for, for the neutral looking on, well, you, you've got Gakpo, you've got Luis Diaz, you've got World Cup winner Alexis McAllister, you've got Harvey Elliott. Yeah. Now, obviously, everything's relative and they're the ones living it. Mm. So they are right to say, well, we don't have those players that we normally have. And that's what I mean. This is where Klopp's, um, if you like, spin or whatever you want to call it, comes in. Mm. Because for me, Liverpool coming back to win that game 4-1 with the plum was just like, yeah, that's pretty standard. Totally. But, but, but I, I him pouncing you, on it look... and getting all that energy and so on and now describing it as the... But, but, but I, I, I think, think what that's the difference is... between the result and what yeah. actually happened in the game. Yeah. yeah. In the first half, Luton had it totally under no, control. No, no, no. We've seen this many times with good teams going to uh, bigger teams or, or, you know, playing well mm. for a half and so on. I mean, trust, you, you know, you, you know as well as I do. That, that, that can happen. You, how long can you keep them going? Well, yeah, usually sure. you, you, it breaks. But again, we're talking about what Klopp's doing and, 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 and into the narrative of Liverpool's season. He's needing a jump. Yeah, the, the, the place, it's, it's all worked together and you've got to pounce on it <clears> and you've that, got to that, take that is, it. That is true. Yeah. But by the, by the same token, uh, you, can, you can say that they, they do still have resource and that's, that's fair. On the other hand... More than Luton. Look at, look, yeah, on the other hand, look at the bench... And there didn't look like a way that they could really change it. You know, the only player of really great experience they could bring on was Andy Robertson. Robertson yeah, you yeah. Know, who got an assist, who, by the way. Yes, that's 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 right. But on the other hand, you know, they end up bringing on Jaden Dans, who did really well. But the actually, point for, I'm, I'm for focusing the last, on for the last more. ten minutes. I think if you looked at that Liverpool eleven that started against Luton, and you said at the start of the season that is going to be the Liverpool eleven for a part of the season. You'd be going, yeah, there's no way they're going to win the league. Yeah, but and, and that goes into the point that I'm sort of making here is that um, that Liverpool side is, is far superior to, to, the, to the Luton side. Um, but Klopp needs to give it a bit of a, a bump. It needs a bit of a, you know, and obviously the players have done that themselves. And then the fans go and it all's there and, it, and Klopp has pounced on that and go, right, we're bottling this. We're not just letting it go, oh, nice one, thanks very much. This is a marker. Yeah. And and into the cup final they go. Well, this is it, isn't it? With an opportunity to win a trophy, that gets even even wilder, really, that, yeah. that, that momentum. Part of me thinks Chelsea just should let Jose do this one. <laughs> let him come in and do just like a sort of freelance. <laughs> to to make up to make up for the, Spurs the, one. the one that yeah, the yeah, one yeah, that yeah, gave exactly. Ryan Mason. Just like do <laughs> yeah. what they do what they did at Anfield that time when Steven Gerrard slipped and just spoil the party when no one's expecting it. I mean, are, we, are we giving are we giving Chelsea no chance here no, at all? They are no, unbeaten no. in two. <laughs> which is good for this iteration it's, of Chelsea it's not that I'm giving them no chance at all I, I just think perhaps the 
the the added bit of information about the, the discussion the guys have just had is just that you know I felt a bit, I didn't watch the, the looting game. I watched the highlights later. I, I, I didn't see the whole game, but if it was anything like the Brentford Man City game of the night before, mm-hmm. it just it just feels like an element to it where it's just like it's really fucking exhausting. Yeah, playing against those teams for so long. Yeah, and Luton may well be able to keep it under control for even an hour, yeah. but that doesn't matter because they run out of steam after yeah. that. And yeah, it's what Brentford did. You could also say that was what happened to Chelsea the Etihad as well. Yeah, which right. Is a similar and, thing they're going to have to deal with here. And of course, it's a cup final, right? So you've got players. There will be players in that Chelsea team who have got experience and who've done things at a good level. Players like Raheem Sterling, you know, to a certain extent, Ben Chilwell, who's very experienced. You've got Conor Gallagher, who's having a good season. Really, the the standout player that Chelsea have had this season has been Cole Palmer, who obviously just fears absolutely no one. So it's, it's not. I'm not saying that there's no chance. I'm just saying that for me, it feels a bit like, despite the players they've got missing. Um, Liverpool don't seem like they'll be denied. I think the it's 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 annoying for them from their point of view that Allison and Diogo Jota are out. I think other than that, I think they mm-hmm. would they'll handle it. I mean, but Kelleher has played. Yeah, he played. He's played that, regularly in this yeah, competition in that yeah. final and the, the, scored the, a pen in a shootout. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so it's it, it's it, it is a plus for Chelsea that Allison's not playing. But I mean, it was before. Hmm. So, so you know, you, I mean, you take what you can. Uh, Pochettino has obviously famously never won a trophy during his time in England. It's a, it's a, it's a chance, obviously. It's a yeah. final for crying out loud. Chelsea also waiting for their first trophy of the Todd Bowley era. Um, it would be nice, uh, Jim, for, for old Todd to get some affirmation if they won this trophy, wouldn't it? <laughs> He'd be delighted. Do it for Todd. He would be delighted, wouldn't he? It, it might. Jim, it, do this episode of the Football Ramble for Todd. Okay, Todd's trophy. Do it for Todd. Todd, if you win this trophy, it is vindication of your methods. Double down. <laughs> Double down. Spend, spend, spend. I'll tell you what, a billion quid for the for the cup. But yeah, the good yeah. news is you get 100 grand 100 back when grand. you win it. Exactly. <laughs> if, if they do win it... You get they, what? If they do win it, they qualify for the um, the kind of preliminary rounds of the Europa Conference League, don't they? But because <laughs> they of, might not be able to enter, because you, yeah, they might not be able to enter it because UEFA spending caps are different from the Premier League, so they might have to ask to be banned from Europe for <laughs> so, a year. So, uh, so I know for a fact that Todd's going to be at the game. Yeah, I read it earlier, great. checking Todd Copter on the old yeah, flight track. Yeah, I've been I following love the him, way yeah. you word stuff. Well, I know for a fact why I read it in a national newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> what, tell me what tell me what part of that's incorrect. I said I love the way you thank do you, it. Thank you, thank uh, you. And I would like to be the guy who goes there and tells Todd that he can't get in the European <laughs> football next season. Like when was it Jeff who did it to um, Nemanja Matic? To, was it Matic? No, no. Ivanovic. 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 Yeah. Yes. No, but I mean, there is still a speculative element to this because we don't know exactly what the sums are. Sure. But I kind of like the way that it's been built up as they they're playing for the right to serve a European ban next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To get yeah. that out of the way. Yeah. So because they're, they're going to do the same that, say, Juventus will do. Like, yeah, that competition's a bit too shit for us. So we're going to serve the ban here so we don't have to serve it in a season where we qualify for the Champions League. And, and it's also arguably an advantage because if you're Chelsea or Juventus and you've won the big one, right, you get far fewer games. It's, 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 an, it's a bit of a shit show, really. Mm. It's, it's an easier sell to fans, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. If you, say, if yeah. you said to fans, you know... In this time of year, February, March, April, when it starts to get busy and people get tired and injuries come in, if Aston Villa are in a position where it's a straight shootout between them and Spurs for the top four to get into the Champions League, do they want to be playing the Conference League? Really? Mm. They've won the the big one already, Villa. I know it was a while ago, but they have. Mm. They're a big club, Aston Villa. You know, it's, It's one of those ones where 
Europa Conference League. I, I think I that's s- slightly different, Villa, because that they haven't won a major trophy in, in in such a long while. I think if you're Chelsea, it's an easier set. It is it? definitely. Yeah. But the Europa Conference League, for example, there are some things to credit it. It's interesting for teams that perhaps wouldn't be able to get a look in it. Well, for Champions Roma, League it was level. massive, and I think similarly, it well. would be massive yeah. for Villa. Yeah, it would be but more, there are it was, it was a huge fine. Them, so yeah. fair enough. So Villa may be more in that category than yeah. Chelsea would be. But for, for teams like Juventus and Chelsea, it's just, it's a fucking distraction. Yeah, like, no, I, 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 I do agree with you. I, I think that. Um, yeah, when when you say you know, Liverpool will be favourites for this, I mean I, I agree with you, but this is a real chance for Chelsea. Yeah, partially because of those injuries for for, for Liverpool, and and it'll be interesting to see if you, know, you assume Caicedo and Fernandez are in there in that midfield. Can they get a proper tune? Because they they have had moments this season. Well, this is it, isn't it? They, they have had games where you, you think it's all about to click. And they, if they, they can they play every game good. together for the next six months, you feel like that'll be really powerful. Absolutely, yeah. And it would be... I mean, Chelsea fans have had a, a wild ride the last couple of years. And it it would be a real... Um, uh, a real boon for them to win something now. Surely it'd be amazing. They must be looking at this team thinking, I, I don't know what this team is because they're yeah. so inconsistent. <clears> so surprising. <throat> if they were to win something, it would be... And it wouldn't just be winning something. It would be beating Liverpool well, as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, there's, a, there's a big prize on offer that's that's worth more than 100 grand. Mm. Yeah, but there is also 100 grand. It's 100, 100 grand. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't do, do them. It's a lot of down. money to some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, exactly. Not anyone involved. <laughs> it's a lot of money to some it's people. It's not money to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! It's worth reminding that Fulham got twenty five grand for that semi final. Yeah. That, that, that was cold comfort. That nobody goes away empty handed. <laughs> they got the BFH. Yeah. They got their bus fare home. <laughs> <laughs> if you get in the quarter final, you get a bus home. It's more, it's more PFH, isn't it? Mm. Oh dear! Yeah. I think that's it. You get to the you get to the semi final. Right? You twenty five grand. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the bag. Yeah. Oh dear! Now, gentlemen, have you seen uh, that um, former Chelsea manager? And at the time of recording, current Bayern manager, Tuchel. <laughs> Even as I say that, I, um, he's reportedly open to a return uh, to the Premier League in the summer because him and Bayern will be parting ways um, at, at, at most in the summer. Yeah. It could well happen before that. Uh, but you could hear all about um, uh, old Tommy Took's demise at Bayern on uh, yesterday's edition of On the Continent with Dot Nandy and Nicky. Just head over to On the Continent for all your European football needs. Now, speaking of Germany, we mentioned uh, the protests, or you chaps did, uh, on Monday uh, at uh, Hansa Rockstock versus Hamburg, where stadium staff had to boot some remote control cars off the pitch. That was just the latest protest against the German Football League's plan to sell part of its media rights to a private equity company. On Wednesday, it was finally announced that the league had decided it won't proceed with the deal, Fan so power. the remote control cars are the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, not even the football players could kick them off the pitch at Cologne, by the way. Right. Was, 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 there, were, there were the radio control cars. That, and I do feel like we need to start distinguishing between remote control cars and radio control cars. Yeah, it's I probably a right, different conversation for now. But they were the type of cars, I said on Monday, that once you flipped them over, they carried on. Yeah. Yes. And, and I love the detail there. Yeah. They're not just ones through. where they, they go forward and then back and to the left. On the cable. Much, much <laughs> more. <Yeah. laughs> a little cable with a dial. Down. They're much more advanced than that. Right, okay. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I think, you know, what English football fans should do, and I know what Mark is going to say, he's going to say, yeah, but it was English football fans who stopped the Super League, which I agree with. Without remote control. Imagine what they could have done with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we thought of that. They could have actually got the whole game back <laughs> with the remote control, remote control cards. <laughs> but but it does go to show you that if football yeah. fans of English clubs spent yeah. less time laughing at the demise of their fellow fans clubs and more time targeting their attention on the powers that be that are fucking this shit up for everyone yeah it would be better and germany 
consistently set a good example for this. But there will be people looking at this going, well, why don't you want money? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been Won't a really there? common theme across social media. And obviously, you've got to be careful with how much weight you give that. But it is an, it is an opinion that's repeatedly out but, there. But, but those people, and I, I agree, that, that does exist, that opinion. But the thing we've got to get past, not just on this show, but in, not just in sport, but in life, is that not everyone's opinion is worth anything. Oh, absolutely. Like most yeah. people's opinion is worth the square root of absolutely fuck all. Yeah, a right? platform doesn't mean that your no. opinion holds And so way. the reason that is, you know, if someone said to me, why don't you want more money, right? Because it's not about that. And it's never as simple as that. And stop having terrible opinions, you dreadful but, moron. But, but once it once it comes It's the answer. To, I apologise. <laughs> I was looking at Andy, but it's kind of you to do that. Yeah. When, it, when it comes to finding common ground and organising protest, that's the massive difference, isn't it, between yeah. England and Germany, certainly in football terms, that they see private investors or private investment on any sort of scale. And this wasn't even an entire takeover as an existential threat. Whereas we're way, way past that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We kind of see that from where we are. A lot of people don't think like that at all. Also, a problem with with the kind of the hordes of blue tick dimwits who do think in that money Mm. equals good way is that, you know, the people who want to, for example, privatise part of the the Bundesliga's, um, you know, uh, rights or whatever it was, um, is that they, they use that as an example of why it's a good thing and they sort of try and herd those people and grow that voice and use it because, as, as, as opposition to get what they want. Because these days, everyone in pretty much all walk of life is obsessed with the price of everything but the value of it. Absolutely. It's and no, it's, it's, it's no value at all. It, it is so laudable that these fans have managed to get together and be so disruptive across so many different sets of fans as well mm. and, and, and coordinate this protest. It's, it's really, really great. Mm. No, uh, very much uh, well done to them. Can we borrow the cars is what we're saying? Yeah, exactly. Can we have them over? We need and the cars. We'll just, pay the Brexit duty and just get them imported. <laughs> yeah. Some, some of the, the organisation as well. Some, yeah. of the, some of the infrastructure. I don't, we don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> you say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to start with the cars. Yeah. Right. yeah. But they'll be stuck at the port for ages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pete Donaldson those. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, anyway, back to the Premier League where money doth run wild and free. Mm. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers host Sheffield United on Sunday at 1.30. Uh, Wolves lost at Bramall Lane earlier this season after a controversial stoppage time penalty. The good news is Gary course. O'Neill's definitely over it by now. Oh, yeah. Poor old gag. Definitely. And they'd be top of the league if he got the, if he got the decisions. Yeah. It, but they'd be... They'd be... They'd certainly be up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they doing great anyway. Statistically, the team that's mo- been most disadvantaged by those. Which don't tell Chris Wilder that he'll have a oh. coronary. <laughs> well, he, so Wilder, yeah, he's been fined eleven and a half grand for his comments criticizing a referee for eating a sandwich uh, <laughs> while he was speaking to him. It was other things as well, but we get, we'll frame it at that. Yeah. It's so funny because I can. You can picture the injustice of it from Chris Wilder's point of view. You imagine him just getting home, slamming the door, throwing his keys on the table. I've been fined like north of 11 grand for yeah. moaning about a bloke eating a sandwich. <laughs> it was disrespectful. It's cost me 11 grand. As he gets home, his wife is making a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but Jim, you've got to remember, he's been fined for the comments, not the sandwich. Sure, absolutely. So the comments where he, he was actually fined for were saying that I've been told, yeah. like he's doing some kind of yeah, deep yeah, yeah. state the wicked sandwich, whisper. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that I've been told from a, a, a great contact touched his nose. Oh, he's a bit Liz Truss. Every it? yeah, every fifty fifty season is going to go against us. It's bullshit. It's a complete undermining of the whole system. Yeah. He has to be fine for he, that. He does. The sandwich is a red herring, and that is a metaphor. I'm no one suggesting the sandwich was a red herring yeah. sandwich. <laughs> but, but 
It is a red herring. Would that have made it disrespectful? There's a big yeah. old fish in I, there. Hanging out. He's like, top What cat. are you doing? And the referee just puts the whole fish in his mouth and sucks it out. And there's oh. just bones. That's a lovely old <laughs> referee. Lovely. Yeah. Big fan of top cat. Con yeah. man. Yeah. Don't yeah. see it enough in cartoons. Con cat. Yeah. Con cat. Con cat. Wearing a waistcoat. I do prefer the other version, though. That he's essentially just been fined for being a boomer. Let's be honest. Yeah. Chris Wilder is a man who thinks Aid is medicine. Yeah, he does. But I just love the idea. Yeah, sorry. You've used the phrase so-called modern art there. That's going to be 500 quid. Yeah, and he's also he's also he's, he's totaling up that eleven and a half grand fine and how many rennies he could buy with that. Yeah. It's daylight robbery. That's another fifty quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can't say anything these days. Another Come grand. <laughs> Is he exclusively talking to the teacher from the Breakfast Club? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what this is going? He could be. I like Chris Wilder as the teacher of the Breakfast Club. Don't you? I reckon he'd do a great job of it. Yeah. He'd say he'd say. To all of the film would be about ten minutes long. Stop your fucking moaning. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And sit down. Mm. That'll be it. Go across the halfway line as a fullback. That's a fine. Another <laughs> <laughs> Saturday detention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just enjoying how grumpy he is so much. He wasn't this grumpy before, was he? He'd put all the players in Saturday detention. They wouldn't be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Chris. The, problem, the thing is, it's a massive distraction from the fact that like his team are garbage, total yeah. garbage. Well, you can't. It's well, it's, the, the team. It's not it's his difficult, team, isn't it? Because really. he did so much great work there before but he's come in now at a time where that's all been dismantled and is irrelevant and he's yeah. essentially been tasked with doing a firefighting job it's really really difficult but he's doing it badly yeah I mean sure I mean, but I mean, his, I, his I, career has essentially been dismantled in the in, in the meantime sure because it was all building so when he got Sheffield United in, in the Premier League the first time what he'd done at every different level was so laudable you know you look at what he did at Northampton what he did yeah. at Oxford I mean it was a really fascinating modern yeah, coaching story yeah but since then it's gone south big time. So the fact that he's come in to try and revive it is just a, an admission that there's no money in the cupboard is bare, really, isn't it? Oh, he, it's, it's yeah, it's the it's the situation. I don't he, think you can. He, no, I don't know anybody who could go in. But, there. but it's his demeanour. Like he's Andy's absolutely right. I mean, that time I think Northampton might have been the same league as Portsmouth. So I remember following them, and they were amazing. And it's almost like he's gone from aesthetically, he's gone from like Graham Potter to kind of Nathan Jones. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, the stuff he says is is getting more and more risible, and I suppose that's because he's under pressure and because in the Premier League it's really unforgiving and his team are getting whopped all the time. And... Is it also a sense that I'm only going to be in the Premier League for this little period of yeah, time? So yeah, let's yeah. let's just go, go mad. down swinging. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Go down moaning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary O'Neill tucking into a little sandwich on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great wind up. That that would be good. Um, now I wanted to bring to everybody's attention Joao Gomez. Or Gomes, Andy? Gomes, Gomes. No, it'd be Gomes because he's he's Brazilian. Oh, okay. Oh, right. But, but if he was Portuguese, how would they say it? Gomes. It would be Gomes. Yeah. I'm, I regret now he's not Portuguese, but anyway. <laughs> uh, that's between uh, me and him. Um, he scored two goals for Wolves, of course, last weekend in the victory over Spurs. His nickname, everybody, is the Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. Come on. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Premier League. Okay, so... It's a gig, Marcus, that you've yeah. got a ticket for. Here we go. It's it's Pitbull. Who, who am I inviting? It's Pit. Well, you wait and see to hear what it is. <laughs> it's Pitbull uh. cosplaying as John Bon Jovi, Ooh. doing the whole of Definitely Maybe. <laughs> Are you going? I think I could invite anybody to that. <laughs> yeah, it's something for everyone there. Yeah. Isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, as a plot twist in the second half, it's actually Liam Gallagher right. dressed as Pitbull doing Bon Jovi songs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where you are, but you're having a great time. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Well, I do know where I am. I'm there. Yeah, there's nowhere the else moment. to play. In the nowhere moment. else to be. Yeah. Uh, coming up in the second half, we've got uh, Manchester United, we've got Aston Villa, and we've got Joe Hart. See you in a minute. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. What's wrong with being a journalist? For me? Yeah, what's wrong with being a journalist? Oh, I'm a manager. My life is better than yours, so... (laughs) (laughs) Guardiola speaking to a journalist there. Yeah, and isn't it just amazing how, um, as soon as a manager makes a joke that's quite funny, all the other comradeship in journalism just goes like (laughs) rats leaving a sinking ship, and they'll just go, ha, 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 to the piss out of you. There's no solidarity whatsoever. Um, But it was quite a funny line. Do you think they should have turned on him? I think so. I think they should have just been greeted with silence right. and said, please respect our profession, is right. what I think should have happened, but ne- obviously never going to happen, is it? No, but maybe, though, they'd been a bit jokey and um, I don't know. It's the most emasculating thing to happen in a press conference since Louis van Gaal got tucked into uh, Neil Custis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were for that, though. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Well, from one current Man City man to a former Manchester City man, Joe Hart, he's announced that he'll be retiring from football at the end of the season. Yeah, I want to express my sympathies to you here, mate. It must be a difficult mm. time. How are you feeling? Yeah, I... I uh... One more go on the waltzer in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> One more go on the England waltzer? Get him in myself, the third choice, come I on. I did think to myself, is this him just... Come on, Gareth. You've earned this. <laughs> Joe, you've earned this. Um, yeah. I, uh, it, 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 one should be reminded that he's had a very impressive career, a fine career, a hundred percent. No, he's. I mean, I think I think you should be in a situation now where you know 
it was fair. It's fair game. We we yeah. make a you know an entertainment show about football, so it's all fair game. Mm. When someone announces, someone yeah, sometimes, um, <laughs> so when someone announces their retirement, I think it's so fair that you kind of give them the credit they deserve. It's hard being a footballer. You and know? I, I was, I'm really pleased for Joe Hart that he actually finished his career at Celtic. Unless he has some odd loan move, although I don't think that can happen. I'm really pleased because Hart. Um, you know, he, he 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 went through the lower leagues and, and, and did his time on loan and so on and all that. And then he gets um, to Manchester City and by and large, you know, has a, a great time at Man City. He wins league titles. I think he won every domestic trophy there. He may not have played in the final of the League Cup. Could have been Pantillamon anyway. You get the picture. Uh, played European football. Um, Represented his country many, many times. Yeah, 75 England caps, I think it was, or there or thereabouts. Um, you know, he was the number one in, in this country. I think the problem, not the problem, I think that Joe Hart for a maybe a season or two looked unbeatable. He, we thought and hoped that he might, or is he going to kick on to sort of Manuel Neuer-esque kind of levels here? Um, there was a performance in particular that I remember when Man City were at home to Dortmund and he was just... Yeah, I remember that. That was an incredible inc- game. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. He, he had these moments where people thought, blimey, is this the guy? In, in the same way when... when um, you know, you get say someone like Wayne Rooney when when Messi and Ronaldo come along. You think is is Rooney our version of that? Um, and of course, Messi and Ronaldo go to, to different levels. Rooney had a phenomenal career. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but you couldn't quite. You know, and it depends how you frame it. And Joe Hart, um, the mistake started happening, and I think maybe because there was so much pressure, and perhaps he heaped the pressure on himself, and this resulted in him, you know, Guardiola turning up at Man City and saying he's not my man. And then he was just in the wilderness a bit. Yeah. He goes to yeah. Torino on loan. He yeah. tried West Ham. Burnley was there for a bit, but then... But the way he was bombed out of Spurs was unfortunate as well because Nuno ended up just going a few months later anyway. Well, exactly, but at Spurs it seemed like he thought, okay, I'll settle as a number two and I'll just take bits and pieces. And he was better than that. So to finish at a huge club like Celtic, playing at a massive stadium... Where he's important and he wins stuff. Totally, I was really pleased. It was all about the way that he left Manchester City. Yeah. In the fact that he had had that dip. And just because Guardiola didn't fancy him, and because of Guardiola, people forget this, but he was treated with real suspicion. Yeah. And people, a lot of people out there wanted him to fail uh-huh. when he arrived. I think a lot of people in the media wanted him to fail when, yeah. when, when he arrived. It was turned into this sort of false culture war stuff yeah. when basically he was just out of Nick. Mm. And then he made that move to Torino, which was quite a panicky and really bad yeah. one. I, I respect I think, it. You know, go into a different footballing culture. And, yeah, and but it was, it, was just, it was just a bad move. Not okay. because it was abroad, but because... It was a club at a lot level lower level than he was used to, yeah, okay. who had lost a load of their major defenders, right. and it was set up for him to to look quite bad. And it is all about when you're managing your career, picking the right clubs at the right yeah, time yeah. if you do have Definitely. that that opportunity as well. And that really set him back for a, a couple of years. So the fact that he has managed to recover, I think he's, he's really impressive. And, and I would just add, look, I think there was a period of time. He's very, well, very good. And part of City becoming City. Definitely. Mm, definitely. And, and, and they've got a training pitch or something named after him. I'm sure they have. The, and his, and his, like his clean sheet record at Manchester City isn't much different to Edison's. Um, that's worth pointing out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one thing that hasn't been mentioned here is just that, you know, Guardiola said that he wasn't his guy, but the reason he said he wasn't his guy is probably because he, he couldn't quite occupy the goalkeeping role as Guardiola understood he wanted it to, ha- to be. And that's that can happen. That's happened to loads of other keepers as well. That's just how it goes. Um, but I mean, there, I mean, as, as I said, there was a period of time where he was sensationally good. Mm. I mean, he, he had the he had he won a load of um, clean sheet records at City, Premier League clean sheet records at City. And and um, I don't watch Scottish football very closely, but on the on the Ramble Discord, which is accessed by our Patreon subscribers, 
there's quite a few Celtic fans on there. Nothing but great stuff to say about him. Yeah. There was no element or no suspicion that he's going up there for a lovely little retirement gig. He mm. really threw himself into it, mm-hmm. Did achieved what he achieved. And I think people are very, very um, appreciative of what he did up there and, and, and how he threw himself into it. So look, it's been an amazing career. I mean, 75 England caps, isn't it? I mean, that doesn't that doesn't come by accident. That's an yeah. incredible effort. You know, I know England team plays a lot more games than it used to, but 75 games for yeah. England is big. Yep. Um, uh, England, even at their worst, are never that bad. Yeah. And for him to occupy that jersey for such a long time tells you everything you need to know about his, his quality. And I yeah. think he deserves to be credited for that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, back to the Premier League. Manchester United are hosting Fulham on Saturday at 3pm, of course. Uh, still the current holders of the Carabao Cup, Manchester United. Mm. Um, they won't be for much longer. Um, now, what do you think of uh, new co-owner, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, um, doing his first broadcast interview with the BBC this week? Interesting takeaways, you you, mm. you, you might say. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you're a fellow Jim. What did you reckon? Well, it's <laughs> good place to start as any. Yeah, yeah, yeah fellow, absolutely. Fellow Jim billionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More insight. Yeah, yeah. More pollution. A lot, <laughs> lot of bad Jims out there. Yeah. Davidson. Yeah. Ratcliffe, yeah, the fitness first, yeah, <laughs> many, many of them, but um, and some are not alive, of course. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. One, one he means those, Jimmy Savile, the ones we don't talk about, absolutely. Sir Jimmy Savile, pull he him. is he is adding to this pile, Sir Jim Ratcliffe. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bad knights called Jim. <laughs> it's surprising, although I suppose it is something to aim at. Sounds like a, sounds if like I ever a want to sort of turn heel. Sounds like a Charles cartoon series. <laughs> the bad knights of Jim. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he is the latest bad knight called Jim, and it's this a big sort. PR strategy here is he's trying to get people on board understandably make a lot of good noise about sort of you know getting Man United back to where they they, they want to be and I understand that's probably quite exciting as a, as a Man United fan isn't it but this the whole thing about the stadium is interesting to me yeah same, same. I found that the most interesting talking well. about how um, you know he, he thinks it's completely reasonable that there should be a kind of Wembley of the North etc and mm. that kind of ignores the fact that no club plays at Wembley yeah, and yeah, also yeah. the Etihad's about to be ex- expanded yeah, as yeah, well yeah. like there are, there are there are stadiums there. I thought there. it was a touch tone deaf of all. Yeah, but he's yeah. piping up with that because he doesn't want to spend his own money Abs- on it. Absolutely. It's that, and it's, that is and exactly it's dishonest, it. isn't it? That, yeah. That's it. And, like, and in the well, U.S. inventing himself as this like champion of the people. Yeah. Mm. It's, it, it's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no investment in the North. Well, invest I've then. got loads of money. You've got billions. Yeah. So, yeah. Government, you invest yeah. in the North. <laughs> yeah. Well, now's your chance, yeah. big boy. And, and recently, government, you've got a very, very good track record of just doing whatever billionaires say. So why don't you continue with that and invest on my behalf? I think there's a bit of context here I think is interesting is that in the US it's pretty um, pretty regular for sports stadiums to be funded by mm-hmm. the locality whether it be the state mm-hmm. or the, whatever and I personally believe as someone from the outside looking in while fully admitting I don't know the nuances and the actual detail of it it's a scandal, really, because you've got. It's far easier for billionaires to own sports franchises in the US and then get the locality, the state, whoever it may be, to build the stadium because mm. they hide behind this veneer of, oh, it's going to be great for the local area, for yeah. jobs and all the rest of it. Mm. The reality is. Um, yes, people do get employed by it, but it costs an incredible amount of money these days to make a modern stadium. And I think, it's, as Marcus says, tone deaf is absolutely right. If you've got billions and billions in your bin mm. and you want to be a legend and the saver of Man United, yeah. then go and be the saver of Man United. Yeah, do yeah, your yeah. thing yeah. or don't. Don't yeah. try and have both have it both ways yeah, because I mean, it looks at best tone deaf and at worst you look like an idiot. Do you, I mean, do you not think Manchester United are the saviors of the North? 
I think they so what, do you think, what do you think of the Red? Do you think Liverpool no, will be? They are the pride of all Europe and the cock of the north. As yeah, they see. Do you think Liverpool will see it as a as a as a as a national team? Perhaps you know. Well, I'll tell you what, well. Leeds, they'll be. If they'll nothing, see it as Marcus, oh, thankfully Man United have done us all a favour. If nothing changes, I'll tell you exactly what will happen. They'll get the new stadium, and the first game will be Liverpool home, and they get what yeah, five yeah. nil. That's what will happen. Can, can we have a moment on the perch as well? Because he's he said he wants to to lock, to knock Liverpool and City off their perch. Oh yeah. And he's obviously referring to to Alex Ferguson saying that who did took over at Man United. Well, that's it. Alex Ferguson did knock them off the perch. Man United are currently at the top of the perch because they've won the most titles. Yeah. Uh, and that's what that referred to. It's like, they've surely you should the perch, know that, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they have shat all over or, the perch, definitely. Yeah. Maybe that's Jim's. That's Sir Jim's way of saying, like, cryptically, um, I am going to replicate Sir Alex Ferguson, by which I mean I will be the next manager of Man United. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Another night of the realm. Can yeah. I just say, yeah. you, you guys are talking about him being a morally bankrupt skinflint, but at least he's prepared to pay up for Dan Ashworth. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he said it's absurd that Newcastle have placed uh, Dan Ashworth on gardening It's leave. absurd that we should ride in here on a white horse and uh-huh. say we're going to get the best of everything, but we don't actually want to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. It's only absurd because it's not what he wants. Yeah, and it's, also, and it's also because what Andy's referring to is the fact that he could pay the money to leverage him out of his deal right now mm. uh, with Newcastle, but he's refusing mm. to do so. So he's just letting him, basically letting him rot on gardening leave for yeah. however long it takes, right, until the end of the contract, and then he'll take him. And he, yeah. he, he made some comment about how, you know, you wouldn't have um, managers doing that to players. And again, it's a false comparison, isn't it? Mm. It's just completely self-serving and dishonest. Depending on the context and all, gardening leave can be a lovely old job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Dan will be Dan will be fine with it, won't he? <laughs> but, but what not. about Fulham? They're, they're, they're swinging into town, exactly. looking to upset the apple cart at United. Yeah. Well, no Fulham. one's talking about them. Yeah, Certainly I'm, not on this podcast. Well, so they got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a chance. They've got the new stand isn't ready. If we're going to talk about the the, the the you know stadiums and all that kind of stuff, it does serve a specific part of the south of England. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, are you shouting Fulham for the new national stadium? <laughs> yeah, well, the Fulham only walk. tried to buy it, didn't he? Wembley. <laughs> he did, but it's a much better walk for fans than it is up to Wembley. Yeah. To be fair, Definitely. Marcus, couldn't yeah. they just do a whip round with a bucket in the stadium and pay for that in one afternoon? Yeah, oh, probably see. could. Yeah. <laughs> One, one, one row for 10 minutes. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. People go, oh, mine's tied up in equity. <laughs> Speak to your broker. All right. Uh, look, aristocracy is not what you think. Okay. Um, but look, I think I think Fulham, uh, talking about the game itself, uh, Rodrigo Munez is, is... What a player. Four in his last three games. Fired on his feet. He was, when we went to he, go and see them, yeah. he was brilliant. He was. Absolutely brilliant against yeah. Bournemouth. And I, and I think that a goal at Old Trafford would do him lovely. I think I, I can see him scoring at Old Trafford. I can. It's the in- whole succession to Mitrovic is so weird, though, isn't it? Mm. The way that it's happened in stages. So you had Raul Jimenez, who looked like he was never going to score again, yeah. coming in and scoring goals. Yeah. Carlos Vinicius looked like he might be it for a bit. Now he's off at Galatasaray. And Munez, who didn't look anywhere near it a couple of weeks ago, now looks fantastic. Yeah, I know. Well, it's- I mean, uh, Raul Jimenez will be very, very happy with that review from you, Andy. Yeah. He's got five goals total for Fulham in the whole time he's been there. Yeah, a lot of them came recently, though, didn't they? Well, yeah, there, was, there, was, there, was, there was a glut. It was very James Beattie-esque, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. James Beattie built an entire career, including England appearances, I think. Did he play for England? Don't. He did, yeah. Mm. I think he might have done. On about four months over Christmas one season where he was sensational. And he, ne- and he and and free kick at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I think that was part of it. Still yeah. the best review yeah. you've ever given to a Southampton player, <laughs> yeah, and the best review a, a Southampton player will ever get from me. <laughs> yeah. But I thought Munez was impressive. I thought he looked like that. It wasn't just that he scored. He scored two against Bournemouth, Marcus. Did he? Mm. When we were there, 
Was it two he scored? Uh, in a, he definitely uh, scored at least one. It was a beauty at the far post. He did get two, yeah. yeah Sorry, two, what okay. about? Um, and, but it wasn't just that. It was like his all-round game that was really good. He was a proper handful. Yeah. And I think the nature of Mitrovic, I mean, I think it's the anniversary today of Mitrovic breaking the championship scoring record. Uh-huh. You know, he's massive for Fulham. Is that why Marcus has got a black armband on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was brilliant in goals, but he also just represented more than that. Yeah, he was like a proper focal point, and people were like a space taker. Yeah, I think so because mm. I think Fulham fans were a bit like we've got a genuinely class striker mm. here, and not that many clubs outside the top clubs really have that. I mean, no, 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 you no, talk no. about even Chelsea at the moment. What do they need? They 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 need one. Yeah, and they haven't really got one if you if you discount Nkunku because he hardly plays. Yeah, I mean Brentford would be the other. The yeah, yeah, running, right. So if you get one, it's like a real jewel in the oh, crown. Totally. And and so for for Fulham to have lost him it's a real blow as Marcus has already articulated on the show many many times but if they can get someone who can be a a real kind of gra- you know, graduate into that position and I just thought against Bournemouth he looked like he could bring the all-round well, game it wasn't just like he was hustling and busting presence, in the not just goals yeah yeah, yeah, yeah delighted yeah. a lot of Fulham fans because he's been at the club for a, for a long time yeah and he's still a young man and he came across from Brazil of course an even younger man that's how uh, time works. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he, he went on loan at was it Middlesbrough. Um, and it was one of those players where you think, are we, are we ever going to see this sort of click? Now, of course, it's early days. It's like Harry Kane. Yeah, it but, is a bit. Yeah. I think he'll be bigger than Harry Kane. Will he get a statue like Harry Kane? That's the question. Sculpted by his brother. Yeah. Well, they love a statue at Fulham, didn't they? Yeah, apparently, you heard about this Harry Kane statue. I have, yeah. The Schrodinger's statue yeah, really isn't it, it? Yeah, sculpted it, by Charlie Kane it was, <laughs> apparently there's a statue of Harry Kane if you don't if you didn't know this in storage yeah in uh, up by Chingford in uh, north east London and it was discovered by somebody and they were like alright oh, but we haven't seen any photos of it but yeah. can you give us a snap because apparently it wasn't it didn't meet regs to be on the platform they wanted to put it on the platform of Chingford, Chingford Station, Station. so yeah. hang on do we think that there is a warehouse at Chingford that has yes. a load of football statues in there. Maybe that's where they've hidden the Zlatan statue. Remember, they had to take it down to protect it from the Malmo fans. Like, oh, yeah. sort of, right. like Terracotta Army, but with football. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. I heard that Charlie Kane got genuinely confused between his actual brother and the statue. <laughs> and, um, for all we, and for all we know... Yeah. It could have been a swap where it, it, Harry Kane could yeah. have been in storage for years and the statue was actually playing for Bayern Munich. That's what Thomas Tuchel argued the other night. <laughs> but, yeah. um, uh, I one thing that is going fine for Thomas Tuchel is the amount of goals Harry Kane scoring, though, isn't yes, it? I mean, it's yeah. one thing that is going on. Right? That is one thing. But yes, yeah, so... Yeah, that uh, statue had a release clause. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think uh, Munez is going to get a statue anytime soon at Fulham, but it was delightful when you see that player just do something great, yeah. in, especially in the Premier League as well. He's been on a long journey and so on. And like I say, who knows where... Um, th- th- this could go for him now. Obviously, in Fulham's case, you want it to go all um, up and up and up. But yeah, it was the fans were really, really delighted. He's that type of player, and you think, oh, look at his little face smiling away. So let's have you doing bits at Old Trafford. Uh, I-, I can see him getting a go at Old Trafford. I really can. I think Fulham are going to win. I'll you, be yours, you everybody. Yeah, why not? Two right. one. Is that, is that the game you chose in the uh, Betterfest section? Uh, it isn't. No, coward. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Uh, it's cowardly it is cowardly how, how is it cowardly because if that's what you sincerely think you should have chosen them yeah but it's not what I've got other opinions on the other games as well Fulham are in your heart they're in your soul yeah alright yeah. yeah well they're right accept the charge of cowardliness and we'll move on I'm not accepting that <laughs> okay can we both agree that Andy's a coward we can okay let's move on there we are <laughs> And yours was not proven, um, according to Scottish law. Uh, Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest. Um, after winning 16 of their last 17 league games at Villa Park, Aston Villa have now lost their last two there. Go and get the banner. It's piss poor. Mm. Go and get the banner. It's, it's a not good enough, Andy. It's a big one. It's a derby. It's the European Cup. Yeah. Winners, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As Luke would say. Absolutely. 
Would oh, it, if, I, I probably would. Well, well you, were, you were talking about Villa and their recent European trophy. I said it was quite a while ago, but they have won the big <laughs> one, is what I said. Roll the tape. Yeah. The year I was born. Yeah. There you go, exactly. 1964. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they should be happy with that and just move no, on. No, no, it, 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 it is a lovely one that Aston Villa have won. It is. Aston Villa have been European no, they, they, I, th- I think I feel a certain warmth to this fixture because of, oh, it's a because of those reasons. It's a classic Premier League. Big, it's a big yeah. Premier League game, this. I don't yeah, think yeah, I have to say Premier League. I think English football. Fine. I agree with that you know? as well. Yeah. And the fact that Forrest got back on the wagon with that win against West Ham last week, it feels as if there's something in it. Especially as Villa really needed that win at Fulham last week. Like, really needed that win at mm. Fulham. And they had to like quite grimly hang on at the end of it, didn't they? I could so... have done without it. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't need it, Andy. No, I can't. Yeah. You think of my needs. But it's, yeah, We've we... talked about your needs already. We've been oh, talking right, about true. United Fulham. For... I'll tell you what, the return Five of Pal Torres from injury was seen as a big need for Aston Villa, though. It's a big boost for them. And this is crunch time for Aston Villa. You know, I mentioned at the start, you know, a bit earlier in the show, it looks like it might shake out to be um, a straight shootout for fourth between Villa and Spurs. And Spurs, you know, Spurs on paper, and they've, well, I know they won, they lost at Wolves at home last time out. They haven't really, I mean, it's interesting, Ange Postacoglu's comments around how they haven't really been in control of games, they seem quite vulnerable, it's yeah. really interesting. And if it's a straight shootout between them and Villa, Villa need to get some of that secret source back that's been mm. so good for them at home because um, to lose your last two at home after being so good is... Is a real surprise, really. But you say, you say that. Do you think, if you look at the amount of points that Villa got in 2023, I mean, what was it, over 80? It was mad, yeah. That is totally unsustainable. So you just think they can't sustain you, it, You right? can't start thinking of, of that as the standard. That they're even in the mix for the top four in the back end of February. It's just a huge, huge but, compliment to Emery. Yeah, but, and uh, totally, and Emery's done a sensational job, and then no one's it taken that away from how you look at it, though. Yeah, I, I think the games they lost at home were to Newcastle United and That's Manchester right. United. They could have mm. won both those games. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like they are playing Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. But the yeah. fact is they could have won those games and they did okay. You can find encouragement from that, which Emery did. Mm. He said, you know, like, we, did, we haven't played badly here. And I think that's an important thing for Aston Villa to... to rem- and they to, should beat Forest, who are overall yeah, a, a fairly poor team, so... Of course they should, yeah. I mean, Villa, Villa are favourites here, you know. But, but the fact is, as Andy said, you know, they're fourth position. Yeah. 11 points off the top with a game in hand on Liverpool, Jim. The danger is... With, <laughs> Still believes, man. Forrest coming off the back of a, a win, which they badly, badly needed. They've oh, but it's against West Ham, points. though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, can find sure. You, I can find you 11 men, women and children by the end of the day that could beat West Ham at the moment. And afterwards, they'd all have the wind in their sails, which is what Forrest <laughs> had Fair at enough. the <laughs> Speaking of cross-purpose, I understand that. Yeah. I, I've, ready, I've ready fire aimed there, haven't I? I haven't listened to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that is the danger for Villa here, isn't it? You would think three home losses in a row... Would, is probably unlikely, but I wonder if there's a there's the potential for a sort of delayed reaction as Everton had um, with the way they started just playing brilliantly after the points deduction with Forest having this hanging over them. They know that they've got to just pick up as many points as they can by hook or by crook, and surely at some point that's going to start kicking in. Mm. They, I mean, they were really good against West Ham as well. You have to factor that in. And the, yeah. and the thing about Forest now is they're scoring goals. They are scoring. Yeah. And Aston Villa, if you were going to be ultra-critical of Aston Villa and, and talk about what will cost them, despite it breaking Marcus's hearts into tiny little pieces, you know, it, they won't win the league this season. And the reason they won't win the league this season is because they, they concede too many. They but concede th- far more than the, the teams above them. Yeah, and I think the loss of Bubakar Camera is, is big. Because if, you, if you're looking, if you're looking for someone to provide that that bit of steadiness, especially when you play a high line like that, you, you need to well, effectively that line, replace Andy. it. I mean, if, you know, Forrest, if they've got Awanyu there and Alanga and so on, yeah. I mean, are you, you saying he's going to go on a BTS run as well? Possibly, but I'm just saying no, that, um, that there's there's an obvious tactic here. 
yeah. for yeah. for Nuno to to, to try is. and have a go. And, and and Emery's back line at, at its best. The, the back line he's drilled into that Villa side is the best in the Premier League mm. at its best. It's so good. Well, well, this will be a really. But it's not been as good. Be a really interesting test of that as well, wasn't it? Because Nottingham Forest are so good on the counter. We, we've, uh-huh. we've seen many, many times part of the plan is essentially use that really good spine. Uh, well, when they've got everybody fit, indeed. they can count. But they've got that spine of Murillo, Gibbs, White and Awaniyi up front who are, yes. they, they are, it's brilliant through the middle. All of whom are available. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're going to, you know, it's, it's either going to be a game with sort of like 15 offsides in it yeah. and it's going to be a bit dull. Um, or it's going to be end to end joy. Yeah, it's not. It's not dull if you like offsides, though. Well, absolutely. It's time for the football round with Acker with Betfair. With Betfair this season, you can build your football accumulators with their ninety-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out in ninety minutes on their match odds ninety markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today, we're building an Acker of four match odds ninety bets from across the weekend's football. Andy was seven out of sixteen correct so far. You're first up. Arsenal to beat Newcastle United. Okay. It's going to be a long journey back or no journey back at all for uh, some of those Newcastle United fans, isn't it? Because Mm. of uh, it kicking off at such a late time and it being at the other end of the country. Yeah. I think uh, they will be quite gloomy while they're sorting out their transport issues. Arsenal starting to find themselves despite the the Porto hiccup in the week. Um, Chuck yourself a good old-fashioned um, train strike in then you've got a classic Premier League fixture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's Arsenal to beat Newcastle. Uh, Jim? I have gone for Man City to beat Bournemouth. Now, I'm on a run of four defeats in a row. <laughs> you've got um, nine out of 24 it's, overall. It's, it's not Sado a good ball. record. It's not a good record. Mm. So what I did last weekend was I tried to use my curse for good by backing Spurs. Spurs lost. I'm hoping the same thing will happen again. So I'm going for Man City yeah. to beat Bournemouth. Nine yeah. out of twenty. It's, it's not. It's not good. Just a reminder here: we are raising money for Prostate Cancer UK. Yeah, and Jim's um, joking. Yeah, he course he is. Marcus, I've gone for. Why have I? Crystal Palace to beat Burnley. Yeah. Um, New manager bounce. I just thought... you, you've looked. You've looked at what's happened at Palace over the last four or five weeks. And you've liked what you've seen, and you've got other going to beat Burnley. Yeah, yeah, these guys I, are going to click. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought to myself, well, Burnley. What a are, team! Burnley, you're, you're always going to go. What an outfit! Burnley are good. They be. don't even need their three best players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was tempted with the draw. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, but yeah. no, I think Palace. They're going to do it. Well, I mean. Well, so they've got to win at some point again soon. You think so? Burnley, by the way, it's gone under the radar how poor Burnley are because all the all yeah. the all the gravity's been taken up by That's by right. um, by Sheffield United. Yeah. So um, okay, Crystal Palace to beat Burnley. My uh, selection and Marcus is on fifteen out of twenty five. It's not bad. I've got eleven out of eighteen correct, which is the best in the entire organisation. Shows right. how many Fridays off you have. Right well. <laughs> yeah. right well. Sometimes I treat myself, Jim. I'll take Friday off this week. Um, I've gone for Liverpool to beat Chelsea in the League Cup final. I think you know I said at the top of the show that I can't see Liverpool being denied so I've gone for them to beat Chelsea of course that'll have to win in 90 minutes for me to uh, for me to, to, to get to get the uh, to get the positive result so in summary Arsenal to beat Newcastle Manchester City to beat Bournemouth Palace to beat Burnley and Liverpool to beat Chelsea a £10 with Betfair on that return £66.18 and if we win all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK plus for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK and we've raised £570 already this season so it's a really positive thing. Remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, your winning bet paid out at in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama, which we see a lot in the Premier League, will not be affected. And that's the same for our Rambalacker every week. It's exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begamblerware.org.
Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. What? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Jack's Encyclopedia, and we're not going to go over the rules because obviously I won last week after correctly answering that Mike Bassett's England face France. The less we speak about that, the better. And uh, I've decided I'm not playing this game again. Uh, Luke holds the lineal belt the subject after he took last Friday off. Well, the thing is, it's no coincidence that I've started to do all right when the subjects have got more and more ridiculous. I think I won when I had to just name an airport yeah. last yeah. time. So I got done on airports. Yeah, I would take it as a, as a genuine reflection of football I, knowledge. I did but win anyway, on, on, on city, British city or English city populations. Yeah, you know, so so I, I, think, I think Jim has hit on something. Classic bit of uh, Morzo uh, winning and then taking his ball home. No, and I would say anyway, this. I would let's say this. proceed with the game. You know the rules. It's a simple game of categories. If you go too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's orgasm, which will leave you seven seconds. Um, I'm not putting up with any shit because we're running long. We've got to get on with this. Okay. Um, category one. Bon Jovi albums. <laughs> 420 options. Uh, category one. Players who started the 2022 EFL Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool. Of course, there are 22 options. There are. And Marcus Speller is going to start us off. Oh, I'll have Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> it... I hate these ones. Yeah. Because yeah. the most obvious answers, you, you always are so nervous. It's the EFL Cup final, isn't it? Yeah, Luke? I know it is, yeah. Um, I'll go Mo Salah. I'll go for Jordan Henderson. Thanks, Jimbo. Kepa. Nice. Oh, you're Marcus joking. is out. You're joking. You're thinking of the um, the FA one under Sarri, aren't you? 2022 yeah. EFL Cup final. Okay. Um, I'll go Thiago Silva. Well played. Go for Mason Mount. Ooh. Yeah, the forgotten Mason Mount. Not let's, forgotten by us. Let's go Kai Havertz. Nice. Sadio Mane. Oh, was he still? Yeah, good. Um, Andy Robertson. Nice. Go for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, safe, safe. The aforementioned Cueven Kelleher. It's very good. You're getting a lot very, of right answers, good. but I, I I'm not, I'm not happy name. with the pace. Okay, <laughs> well, would you, we go as quick as we can, mate. Fucking hell. Jim, you're up. I will go for uh, Cesar Azpilicueta. Oh, good. Excellent. I think Luis Diaz started it. Yes. Uh, Roberto Firmino. Oh, he's gone by then, hasn't he? He must have no, gone. He was still there. 22, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Well, he wasn't starting then, then he was probably oh. sub by then. So there, there you go. One point to Luke. I also, have Mateo, I also have Mateo Kovacic. Is he in there? Um, yeah, he did. Um, oh, okay. that, that would have been correct. Uh, Antonio Rudiger, uh, Christian Pulisic, Edward Mendy. Yeah. Uh, Fabinho, Joel Matic, Marcus Alonso, um, Naby Keita, N'Golo Conte, and Trevor Chalaba. So there we Good go. Uh, one for the defending champ. For the champ. Bit of confidence. Here we Bit go. confidence now. Jim, but the, the this pressure... is where we do tactical voting. I feel like Reform UK. To Andy's Tories. And yeah. accordingly, the pressure is on you, Mr. Moore, as you start with 
one of the 20 clubs Mark Clattenburg gave out the most yellow cards to. I mean, this is a It's a guessing category. game. It is a guessing game. It's a guessing game. game. Yeah. Okay, so what year was he in? Can I have a little bit of time to think about this? No, you can't. No. no. What year was he referencing? <laughs> it's a guessing game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really is. Fucking uh, <laughs> Portsmouth. They were shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of teams that are shit and have the yes. ball. Oh, yeah. dear. Um, let's go for Spurs. Oh, nice. Everton. Very good. <laughs> safe, <laughs> safe bet, I'd say. I'm just glad I'm still in it. Oh, just fucking name a club. Blackburn. Very good. <laughs> Crystal Palace. <laughs> just name a shit team and never have the ball. <laughs> Sunderland. Oh, the Sunderland club didn't work. Wrong game. So I went first. So Mark is out, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's back to me again. Yes. Jim, um, Jim, you have the hopes of the nation on okay. you. Yeah. I am literally just naming shit teams. Uh, Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> Come on, Jim. Where's Come on. Jim. Oh, yes, Jim. Jim. <laughs> Come on, Jim. The sake would, he, of, would he be given quite been a lot of big games? For the sake of democracy, Jim. Burnley. God, oh, so oh, not in there. Villa. You said Everton, right? Yeah. Don't, uh, get, don't uh, say yeah. that, Jim. Uh, <laughs> it's Torres. Dems over there. Liverpool. Oh, just Bloody a guess. Hell. It's just a guess, isn't it? Arsenal. Oh, my you, goodness You've got, you got to go for your own club first, surely. You think, oh, we really are done. Well, I, to be fair, I did say shit teams when they have the ball and he went to Spurs and it was right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is incredible, right? I can't even remember the teams that have been named. I don't think anyone right? has come back from Stoke City. Stoke City. I think that's this a good shout. This is unbelievable. Really, really good shout. It's unbelievable. Um, Man United. I said it. I said them. Did you? No, you didn't. No, you've never said Man United. And they were oh. in there. Oh, Jesus, Jim. This is good. Um, it's Torres. <laughs> this is incredible. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> We must have run out, man. Yeah. No, no, no. You've still got a few to go. Man City. There it is again. Why did I say something? Big teams, just it's big man, teams isn't now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's Torres. West Brom. I've said him. Oh. Ah. Oh. So Jim to Come take on, the Jim. point. Did you? Fulham. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a Just round. teams that are in the Premier League a lot. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Because Quats is big time. That's yeah. why I went wrong with Sunderland. So. Yeah. You're going to start thinking Gary Neville's your ringtone, aren't you, after that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, blimey. So the, the remaining ones, it was excellent. The remaining ones were Queen's Park Rangers, Southampton, West Ham, and Wigan Athletic. Very, very good fillers. Okay. Wigan, we would of, all have fallen down on Wigan, surely. I'm now satisfied that it's been a reasonably decent defence of the title. So yeah, I, I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was one of Imagine the Imagine if Pochettino says that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've come this far. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Before the game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll top that because that was one of the all time uh, rounds of Jack's Encyclopedia. Yeah. So um, one to Luke, one to Jim. None to Marcus Speller as stands. Jim is going to start the 16 teams that Derek Adams has lost oh, the most games oh against. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Derek, Derek Adams has what? Lost, lost the, the most, most games, games against. So teams that have given his teams a battering. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is a guessing game for me. Big time. Uh, Portsmouth. 
Fucking now. I'll probably you done me a solid there because I probably would have started with that. <sighs> Come on, help me out. Bradford City. Well, so I've just got to name one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say we've done the majority of his um, career in Scotland, so Celtic. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you just get a big Scottish team and that's the game. Oh, I could have gone Rangers, but uh, I decided to go Celtic. It's come out for me this time. You could have gone Rangers and you would have been wrong because uh, these are the other answers. You could have had, of course, you've got to remember the League 1 and League 2 teams. Accrington, Stanley, Blackpool, Cambridge, Dundee, Dundee United, Exeter, uh, Inverness, Cali, Thistle, Kilmarnock, Milton Keynes, Dons, Motherwell, Partick, Thistle, Queen of the South, Wraith Rovers, St. Johnston and St. Mirren. So Rangers weren't even in there? No. Lukey Moore. Win's a win, I'll take it. And still, and still... Oh, they say he doesn't defend his title. He's fucking he's scared. Well, we didn't know. You were, you were happy with a narrow loss like minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't get one, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to you, Morsey. Um, it's, it's a the last one was a crapshoot. The second round was a guessing game. Very good. And the first one was decent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it. it's, yeah. a, it's a victory uh, for, for the Luke Nation for yeah. the, for the dark horses it's for the tough dark look, we've all seen James Tarkovsky trying to flirt with his own wife I'm on camera <laughs> and how difficult that is yeah. this game is similar I'm flirting with the Luke Nation every day you are, you are. they're behind me I dedicate this, this, this defence uh-huh. to them what, you know when you said that? You're the best, for, best for the, Luke. Best Luke out there. <laughs> yeah. He's the best Luke. For the first all time, the best I think <laughs> we can unite all the Ramble listeners in saying, can't Vish just come back and win this game? No way. No way. We never want Vish back to win it. Don't put him in that chair where he normally sits. I'll beat him as well. <laughs> mm, that's true. <laughs> He's safe from a distance. Yeah. yeah. A bit like with George W. Bush and Vish. Do you remember when we thought it couldn't get much worse? <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Join myself Andy and Luke tomorrow for the mailbag. Uh, do follow us on uh, Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble and follow us on Spotify. Luke, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks to everyone for listening. See you again soon. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's Pitbull time. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.